0: And I just heard this one yesterday. I was like, oh man, I got to steal it. I don't know who said it, but I didn't mind. um, he said, failure is the price of entry. <laughs> right. Like you want to get in, you want to have that experience that you think that you, that you see everybody or perceive rather. Failure is the price of entry. You have to fail. You got to do the damn thing. It's not going to meet your expectations. People are going to critique it. It's going to be gross when you go back and look at it two years later. Failure is the price of entry. right? Like <laughs> yes. Just do that because if you're not failing, you're, you're standing at the gate.
1: Not- hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome what's back up? to the CM Mentors Podcast. My name is Matt Graves. My co-host each week is Kyle Grandel, and we've got a couple fun guests today. Let's go. How are you doing, Kyle?
2: Doing well, Matt. How are you?
1: Good, good, good. So we've got... How's the weather down there in Texas? Hot. <laughs> yes.
2: yes. Yes. Very hot. What is hot? What, what is hot for you? I need to understand that first.
1: Here. Uh, I think in Houston yesterday, they hit like 115 heat index. Ooh. Ooh. And it was... Okay. I was in Austin this and weekend, like, and it was... You know, yeah it? Get <laughs> it's not even fun i just walked out like five steps out of my job trailer just a second ago i was already sweating i'm like this is not fun uh is it so we got jess and jen here they're uh i'm gonna let them do a little introduction to themselves but they're both together and this is special we got them both together in the same room on different cameras so uh, we'll see what happens but um I don't know which one of you guys want to do an introduction, but you guys do all kinds of stuff together—podcasts, uh, uh, live shows, uh, multiple, multiple, multiple on-stage presentations. Which I think they're together right now because they're going to jump on stage as soon as we get off here. So I'll let you all kind of give an introduction of all the awesome stuff you all have been up to.
3: Okay, so we probably won't hit it all because I feel like sometimes it happens and we just kind of we go through it and realize, oh, that just happened. So, but I am Jennifer Lacey, Jen. And um, I work for Robbins and Morton, general contractor. I'm their lean practice leader. And so that role is kind of how I crashed into Jesse. And um, some of the stuff that we're doing, we are co-hosts to No BS with Jen and Jess. And um, we touch a lot of things. We got this afternoon, we're actually getting to go speak for the lci cop um, in dallas with kian and joe and so that's going to be a fun party and um, we have some books that we're going to talk about today and we do some emotional bungee jumpers and we just have a lot of fun things that we get to dabble in and have fun and continue to hopefully help make this construction industry better
1: I every time I talk to Jess, I'm like, man, I don't know how you're doing stuff. Because I've talked to Jess a number of times, and the first time I've got a chance to meet you, Jen. So I'm very happy to do so. But every time I talk to Jesse, I'm like, I don't. Every time I log into LinkedIn, you've got something else going on. It's a bungee jumping, or it's a book, or it's a you're in Vegas, or you're talking here, or you're talking there, and like, I think he talked. You know, like he'll have a presentation in San Antonio in the morning, and he's talking in Dallas <laughs> in the <at> night. Like, <laughs> I can't keep up with him.
3: So. Yeah,
0: it's you know, honestly, I think it's just. It looks that way, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like there's, there's times where, and it's funny cause there's times where it's like, man, I don't have a speaking engagement this month. Oh my God, the world has forgotten me and it's not a big deal, right? It's just some, the so one thing I do that I think that adds to that. Like I have my Monday morning hug, right? Every Monday I post a little thought. Well, when I'm traveling, I'll record those hugs. And then I post them later, right? And so it seems like I'm in Hawaii, or I'm in Florida, or I'm here. And no, no, I recorded five videos six months ago. I just haven't released that video. Um, But yes, I will say the amount of activity, um, uh, what's the word, visibility, that I've recently accessed. And when I say recent, I will say the last, what, year and a half, two years? has exploded dramatically Uh, and like Jen said, I think, you know, when we started doing the live streams, uh, No BS with Jen and Jess, that was a thing, right? It became, it's grown and it continues to grow as a community uh, where we get to talk about the, have imperfect conversations about the human side of the business, that's the main thing. Um, And then the other part about it is because and it's almost why I launched my consult, not almost, it's like a huge contributor as to why I launched my consulting business was as a result of sharing like my honest thoughts and observations about whatever we're talking about. (laughs) It signaled to people that maybe I could help them. And so people started reaching out and that's like for business and then started reaching out like, Hey, can y'all come talk about this thing? And Hey, what do you think about this? So it opened this whole new world that wasn't like present at the time. It was there, I just couldn't see it. Uh, And then this other, and it's her fault. Like this thing, this, (laughs) this, there's, I've discovered like this really weird creative space in terms of like coming up with ideas. And I call her, and it's just like, <laughs> "Hey, what do you think?" And then it turns into something, right? So, emotional bungee jumper I had that idea over a year ago. We started doing it. Um, reciprocal propulsion. We're going to have that retreat this weekend. That idea came back a while back, right? The book, like different, I, hey, decentralized conference. We just had that. I, it's a little thing, and I share it, and it's like she fertilizes it <laughs> and waters it. and and I'm like, oh, okay, let's go do that. So there's an enormous amount of things going on. And I capture the video and I clip it up and I share it. So I think it really, it's really not as big as it seems. But because you capture the video, and maybe this could be some advice for other like creators out there, like take a get you a, a GoPro, and whenever you're doing a, a career day, record yourself. And then you can use that one to like check yourself and improve yourself. Um, but two, you can clip it up and post little things because I record it because every once in a while I say something really smart. <laughs> oh, what did I say? I want to say that again. So anyways, that's kind of where we're at. And that's all the, the static or jazz or excitement that you see. It's not every day. I just post every day about stuff that I've been out there jacking around and having fun.
1: It's been awesome. I'll, I'll touch on that real quick. What you were just talking about, about the taking the camera and recording yourself, that's actually something Alex Becerra brought up, kind of one of his tips he had on his last podcast when he was with us. It was like he was talking about, you know, watching game film, right? He, he, he's a business athlete. He compares it a lot. So he's like, I was like how can you do that? And He's like, "Why well, I actually literally record myself and watch the game film. If I'm doing a presentation, I'll watch it back and say, oh, don't do that again, or don't do this or those sort of things. So he gets a lot of input, input like that. So I thought that was cool.
3: reps i i love that and reps because people don't like we talk about that all the time and just speaking we speak a lot and they're just like how how do y'all do that whatever i'm like we do this like all the time together on the on screen so when we're in person it's not like oh i gotta talk with jesse what are we gonna do so when you're even with athletes it's like the more fundamentals foundational things it's that reps the more you do it it becomes muscle memory and then you're not stressed out every time you have to get up in front of people
0: what y'all should do is go back and watch (laughs) no
3: don't do it it.
0: the very first live stream that we did together was five s in relationships like sort set those first three (laughs) (laughs) watch them and we watched them when we were doing the editing of the book, Clean in Love. And I'm like, damn, we sound like dummies. Like, we're not,
3: we're all over the place. Had people call me with and. Interrupting. But, and then, like, I mean, it was just, it was crazy. Yeah. But it was our first time together. And then we figured some things out. And then that turned into, again, a need for something that didn't exist. And then that's what created No BS with Jenna Yes.
2: So, how did you guys get together the first time? Because people talk to Matt and I about that. Well, you got to tell me. So,
3: Jesse has a story for that. (laughs) So,
0: the very first time we met, like in person, we were both on the 2019 LCI planning committee for LCI Congress, and we were in Fort Worth at the like, the venue, wherever they were going to have the thing at. We're all there. And Jen goes around and passes her business card to everybody. And I already kind of was aware of her because of LinkedIn. Um, and we get up and we go walk the venue and I left her card on the table. Right. Like we weren't leaving yet. Anyways, the table was clear or whatever. We all come back to the room and only my spot has her business card just still sitting on the table. Everybody else treasured and honored the table. <laughs> with me, apparently. So she grabs the card, and she's like, I see how it is, and throws it on the table. I'm like, oh, she's pretty awesome, right? (laughs) Like she's already got a very commanding presence, Uh, and then then she interacted that way. I was like, oh, wow, she's cool. And then so like getting to spend time, you guys and folks out there listening, if you're going to be on a committee, do some damn work. If you're not going to do work, get the hell off. And so that's kind of my general attitude. And I slacked bad on that committee. But anyways, <laughs> I got to see Jennifer, like she wasn't just there to to for clout and to market her company. She was actually contributing. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Uh, and so that that kind of started the connection. Um, then fast forward a couple years, and there was um, we ended up Felipe uh Manriquez, you had him on your show. Was decided to have a live stream with a whole bunch of us, and so it's like, Hey, we need to get Jen there because it was all dudes, right? So so, (laughs) bring Jen in, and I didn't really know her, I just said, Hey, you should come play with these, like, this is gonna be cool. And that's when I first got to see like the energy and and like the. Broader perspective. And when I say broader perspective, but there's a lot of us and it, it makes sense, right? To focus in on this scrum or tact or like the one thing. What I got to pick up from Jen was a broader perspective of all of those things with really a, a focus point on people. So very people oriented. Is it? I can get down with that. <laughs> sure. And then I reached out to her with the idea about having some live streams around the love letters that I had. Uh, because I thought she'd be crazy enough to do it, and and so that's how it all that that's like the history, the origin
2: story. Did I
0: miss anything? No, you
1: did not.
2: <laughs> well, that's really cool, and I have to say too, just from the the one event that I did with with Jen, it was certainly uh, that love for people just from from that short. One. I mean, that was the person that I even met her and did that panel with her, that was a great time. And also, there's no shortage of energy. I've noticed that. <laughs> <with
3: both people. laughs> It works. It works really well. We feed off each other very well.
0: Yeah. And I think that's another thing. Like I was talking about that creative thing because early in our, our earlier, earlier conversations, we, we were able to connect on this, like, Hey, you ever, people ever feel like tell you you're too much. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, What about you? was like, Oh, hell yeah. But like we don't have that problem. Right. Like it's hurt. like our energy together is it gets, it, 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 like what you said, collides. <laughs> yes. It's like the Big Bang Theory all the time. Yes. Um, and it's complementary. So it, it has a, even though it's exhausting because of the work that comes from the ideas, it has a re energizing effect to to spend time with a kindred spirit or another cycle, however you want to frame it.
3: But it, also, I've learned that. In the space, like even though we spend a lot of time together, we are also big on, you know, creating space and environment for authenticity, vulnerability, like those kind of things. And we work in construction, which doesn't make sense. And so early on, how we show up, that was huge. But also the things we talked about and how we engaged with each other, it was huge for us to exhibit the behaviors that we expected in us. And that was like, it was, it was key. So we would make sure that as whatever we were talking about, like we would go deep and we would really get to a place of vulnerability, but it was because of the trust we had with each other. It wasn't just, I was going to, I was going to go out on a limb and take a chance and he could just come right back and just make me look really bad. Or he would go and get super vulnerable and I would just discount it or laugh it off. Like we both were the, the respect we had for each other and the trust we had for each other, like it allowed for that space. And it is what has been missing in construction and why people don't allow their real whole selves to show up to work.
1: I I found that just with the stuff I've been doing where, I mean, there was a period of time. So when I first started the newsletter, that's kind of the genesis of this whole thing that's going on now, right? The first newsletter and I'm at like 53 weeks, 54. I I lost count again. Anyway, we just hit a year. And so just got over that. But at about 40 weeks, I kind of hit a spot where I was like, man, no one cares about this. Why am I even doing this? Like, the, you know, it kind of leveled off the growth, it kind of leveled off. And I was like, why am I even doing this? It's just a waste of time. But then every now and then I'd get like a, every couple of weeks, I'd get like an email. And I was like, man, I really appreciate what you're doing. Like, it's really helped me. Like, I've, da 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 da. And then I'll exchange. Can I ask you a question? And I started like people, I found like, oh, no, I really am like helping people. Yes. I so finally said, so like, if I'm just helping one or two people, it's all worth it to me. <sighs> And then so it's <laughs> still it. like, I get messaged all the time. Like I'm helping one guy and I mean, he's doing his onboarding right now. He's uh, you will probably listen to this. What's up, Kevin. He's uh, he's leaving the military and going private sector and <clears throat> he's been doing logistics and stuff for the military, but he's becoming construction management. And he's like, man, can I, can you mentor me? And I was like, I don't really, yes I, I can. And, but we've had a lot of really good conversations and text messages and stuff. He's doing onboarding right now. And just like that alone, like that kind of stuff just keeps me going. keeps like, it's, makes it worthwhile just to kind of help people like that and so anyway yeah i mean that's the thing you we know,
2: like, talking to Yeti.
1: the <laughs> <laughs> first time we did it we did a video chat i think he was suspicious of what i really was <laughs>
0: <laughs> he just wanted to be you know. <laughs> the eighth wonder of the world <laughs> but so on the on your newsletter you broke a thousand right
1: we did i i kind of gamed it i was like hey we're getting to a thousand by the time we hit one it's year cool. and everyone share it as so we got there but i mean it was, and it's i mean we're now over 1100 like in the last week it's like it's picked up awesome steam. so it's, crazy, man. it's cool you um, know i think I, I don't have any data and i never
0: will because i'm lazy but i feel or rather my experience has been this when i'm putting in effort into things that are going to serve other people like if that's the purpose nothing's going to stop it, period. When I'm putting in effort to things that, that, you know, for my own accomplishment or my own accolades, those things become very difficult.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but when I'm doing stuff, when I see other people doing stuff in service to others, like it's inevitable for that thing to blow up in hell. And for two reasons, I think. One, because like, it's a really good thing to do. But two, because it is largely absent. There's that is not present out there in the types of products, messaging, shows, newsletters, etc., cetera. Um, and so it people can sense it. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, we were just have, at lunch. We were just talking about, you know, people using chat GPT to draft the body of their posts, like their social media posts. Um, and we have friends that do that. And it's like, there's times like, oh yeah, that's the robot. Oh, there she is. Oh, there he is. Oh, that's the robot again. You can almost sense it, the the, the authenticity mm-hmm. again, right? It's the authenticity like, what is it? Or maybe what we're trying to attack or working on uh, attacking is, well, let's just be more people-y right? Like, let's just be more mm-hmm. vulnerable and honest and raw. Um Because of the i mean, just think about it, the amount of damn energy we put into being professional and being executive presence. And like if that's contrary to what I am, I'm wasting that energy. I could be doing something else with that damn energy. Uh, And while I'm putting on my makeup all the time, I'm suppressing the real pains, fears, concerns that I have and nobody can connect with me because I'm just like a shell of what, what I really am. Like, I think it's a super complicated thing that I feel 100% we're attacking. And so like being on here with you guys, y'all are, y'all are doing this to serve others. So that is me. And I believe there's more and more of us coming together and putting out content and different things um, for this purpose. And, and, it's going to be slow, but we're going to have an impact. I totally believe we're going to have that impact.
3: And it's when you show up that way with all that armor and makeup and your robotic, how do you think people show up to you? Like they're not going to come and they're not going to be authentic. They're not going to, you know, feel safe. They're not going to trust that, you know, they can be their real self if they can see and observe that you're not willing to be your real self.
1: That's actually just somebody shared a, YouTube video with me, I guess I saw it last night, but it was like, it's basically business that is LinkedIn hurting your career. And I forget who I was going to look it up. I can't, I can't it. but it was basically like the idea is um, it was put out by like one of the big YouTube channels, right? Like a big, big one. But it was like all about it. It was like in depth and it wasn't just a spoof or nothing like that. Um, but about it was basically like, you know, everyone's just so fake on there, Right. And everyone's so fake and it's just posting. It's very corporate driven and all these sort of things. And I was looking and I was like, man, like I've had a fair amount of six, quote, success on LinkedIn, right? I've basically built this whole newsletter on the back of LinkedIn because that's the only, I don't have time for any other socials. That's the one I just started using it and here's where we are, but everything else takes more time. But I was like, why have I had success when I see people struggling, right? That are really trying hard to get traction. I think it's just that, like, that's I don't it. really care if I go viral. I'm just trying to put out good stuff. And I'm trying to be genuine and I'm trying to like, I make stupid, bad jokes and, yeah jokes that chat GPT would ever make and uh, and, uh, and like and it's just it's just genuine interaction and like and I'm trying to help and it's like my actual thoughts and I think that shines through and everyone else is talking corporate talk and talking you know you know yes thank you Google for all the experience I'm laid off now but you know all <laughs> those sort of things like thank you for the layoff I learned so much like okay like yes but anyway I just I found I've I probably Unintentionally, but through this newsletter, podcast, and all these things, I probably got more out of it than anybody else has. Just on my own self reflection, and like realizing so much about myself, and just like being open and vulnerable, and all those sort of things. And I'm kind of doing it in public, which at first was hard, but um, now, I mean, you guys know, y'all do this. I'd say all, I think you do it all day, every day, probably. But <laughs> you you're always out there, and so you're you probably came to the same realization. But um, it's been again like it's i probably got more out of it not in like all these accolades and all these things because no one gives prizes for memes and newsletters but um just more on the whole like i've had to re-examine myself to do this so it's been it's been cool what about kyle i mean you're what what are your thoughts
2: well no it's perfect and i was going to chime in because i mean Jess and Jen are just nailing it on the head, even for me. So, what I've noticed is I started doing this podcast, didn't really know why. You know, Matt, you and I were like, let's do this thing. Where's it going to go? I don't know. We'll just do it and see what happens. See if people like it or not. And they are. And, we, and we've gotten some good messages from people reaching out, asking for help. So, it's like, okay, we'll keep doing it then. But also, I've been examining you know, kind of my situation recently, and I've come to realize, I mean, all the good stuff happening in my business right now has actually come through this podcast. My executive coach met through this, my financer, my, my lending company met through this podcast, Matt, Jen, Jess, you you, I mean, meeting other people too, it's all, in some way, I'll almost even come back to this podcast So just kind of taking that initial leap to just say, you know what, I'm just going to get back and just see where it takes. I mean, good things just seem to be happening from there. It's just kind of wild. It's, it's just it's been
3: even it. Yeah. Well, I think you said it earlier, <clears throat> Matt, when you said we just want, I just want to impact one or two people. And that's literally everyone at the beginning when we started this conversation, even with the 5S and had no idea we were going to have a you know a live stream, <laughs> we were going to have a book and we did like all these things. It was just, we were going to have a conversation. And if one person shows up and happens to be listening and can then go and make a change or it does something that impacts their life for the better then like we have completely accomplished what we wanted to do and that was that was our goal and then i think what we found Mm -hmm. is by just going out to serve and have a conversation people all of a sudden started coming into this space and i mean i think what blew our minds was they were people in the construction industry. It started with that. It's about 50% construction now, but it started with a lot of people in our space coming in and like so quick, getting vulnerable and sharing things that like they'd never spoken about before. And they're typing them and they're captured on the internet. (laughs) Like Jesse talks about that all the time, but, and it's like from firms across like large firms across the country and these people are like, you know, they're representatives of them because they on their LinkedIn, they have their logos and things like that. And they're coming into this space and getting vulnerable and getting authentic and, you know, kind of pulling back the armor and the things that they've been using to protect themselves. And it happened so quick. And we and we kept going like, how how is this happening? Like we kept, it blew, it blew our mind every time. And finally, it came back to because we're exhibiting the behaviors that we want. And, like, we can't expect other people to do things when we're not willing to do it. Yeah. It's
1: contagious. <laughs> it definitely is. Um, and that's talking about just kind of getting started and stuff like that. So when I first met Kyle, we, we kind of had a few phone calls and those sort of things. And was like, man, we got to do something together. And I don't remember if it was me or him. We said, let's do a podcast. I remember asking. Him, I said, I think it was me. <laughs> it was definitely me. I uh, was like, uh, okay. And I said, all right, cool. Do you know how to do it? And he was like, "I don't have a clue," and I was like, uh, "Yeah, me neither. We'll figure, I'll figure it out." And I knew Substack had a podcasting button I could hit and do something. And I think the first five we did didn't even go to Apple, Spotify, or any of those things. It was just on Spotify or just on uh, uh, Substack because I just I hadn't figured it out yet. And I this is I blame you blame Jess, blame Jen. I'm gonna blame Jess. This is Jess's fault because every time I talk to Jess. It's always it's, it's always the you know the theme of just get started just get started to figure it out and if and if i would have waited till i figured out how to get it on apple and figured out how to get it on spotify and figured out how to do this we never we still wouldn't be started and now we're 20 episodes in something like that and so it's it was just because we started i mean i eventually got the first five on apple but <laughs> it, it took it took five weeks um but we got started and got it rolling and so here we are um so i wanted to ask And I I bet I know Jess's answer, but I want to know what those answers. So if somebody's going to listen to this and they think, man, I really want to kind of get started doing something like this, being vulnerable, being out there, being, I don't want to call it a creator because I don't feel like I'm a creator. I guess I am. But like just wants to start doing something to give back, help out. Y'all got any advice on how to get started?
3: I will. Mine's easy. He he'll get into the technical part of it. Mine is just, it is so easy to get in your own head. And like, I, it, it is so easy, like the, the, the things that stop most actions or most ideas are, what are self-talk. And so for me, like if you sit there and you allow yourself to think about it and overthink about it, the more you do that, you're going to find all the reasons why you don't need to do it. And so as soon as something pops in your head, I'm going to, my two biggest things is number one, share it with somebody. Like as soon as, and again, the stuff that, that we've been able to do, it did not happen in a silo. It did not happen one person. And let me pull you in. It was like, Hey, I've got this little spark of something. And then all of a sudden now it's out there. So you can't just now go hide behind it. And two, (laughs) then what else can be at, you know, how can somebody else help you grow it? That's the biggest thing. And the second one is just do it. (laughs) Like it's going to suck. It's you're going to fail. It's not going to be great. It's not going to be perfect. And that's okay because nothing ever is for the first time. Yeah. And so just start it. And then again, every time once you do that, now you have that to build upon. And so those are the two, those are easy for me. Jesse goes into more technical things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Kyle, so you got to experience the next gen builders conference, right? With with Davis and Walker and, and Jen and everybody else. Like that was an idea that Davis had in his head for a long time. And he made the mistake of telling me. <laughs> <laughs> and then we were all out at dinner one time, and introducing like everybody was meeting each other for the. I think I was the only one that knew everybody
3: there. Yeah, first like, time like in person, but we had known, known each other because of LinkedIn. Yes,
0: and, and I said, "Hey, y'all, um, Davis has an idea." <laughs> and, and it turned into what now. There's been two. There's some more on the books. Like, you got to get it out there. So, what I'll say for like folks out there that that are on the cusp or have an idea, there's a couple of thinking models, right? Three. One, and I just heard this one yesterday. I was like, oh, man, I got to steal it. I don't know who said it, but I, it ain't mine. Um, he said, failure is the price of entry.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: Bam. Right?
0: Like, do you want to get in? Do you want to have that experience that you think that you, that you see everybody or perceive, rather? Failure is the price of entry. You have to fail. You got to do the damn thing. It's not going to meet your expectations. People are going to critique it. It's going to be gross when you go back and look at it two years later. Yeah. Failure is the price of entry. right? Like yes. Just do that. Because if you're not failing, you're, you're standing at the gate. You're not getting it. So that's one, one model. The other model is the cemetery is full of ideas. Yes. <laughs> Right. Like how many enormous, beautiful, life changing ideas have people taken to the grave with Mm them? And you got to decide, like, really, you are making a conscious decision to rob the world of that idea for the sake of your comfort Mm -hmm. or put the damn thing out there, fail a little bit and figure it out. Mm -hmm. The third model is all you really need to do is go from zero to one. The best way to go from zero to one is build a group of people or one other crazy you go and dive head first into the shallow way, right? Like just at, like, if you're struggling, find somebody that motivates you. And, and then, I mean, guys, like the way we've all connected, you didn't know each other, we ran across each other on LinkedIn and once somebody reached out first, and, and now we're like, I support y'all and I feel supported by y'all. And so if you have this idea and you're, you you do not know how to do it and, and freaking reach out to somebody and say, Hey, I got a dumb idea. Can I kick it around with you? Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's do it. I mean, you just, Matt you described the exact way it needs to happen with Kyle. Like, Hey, let's do a podcast. Hey, great idea. If you don't want to know, do? Well Well, let's just do this. That's, what, that's it. I mean, yes, there are other ways to do it. You can map it out and you can do market research and you can do all this crap. (laughs) But it don't mean nothing until you do the damn thing, right? Uh, So in terms of thinking, that is my recommendation. In terms of action and back to the zero to one, if it's in your head, write it down. If you've written it down, Tell somebody I and mean, then get the hell out of the way. That's it.
2: That's how you make it happen. And so, Matt, we have our quote for the episode. It's do the damn thing.
1: Do the damn that is the title. Do oh, the yeah. damn thing with Jen and Jess. Yes. yes.
2: Well, well, we and with no BS. I mean.
1: Yes. Yes. We,
2: go. we got it right there. We should all team up.
3: Well, it started. I mean, again, we started. When we did the live streams, our very first time, we were doing the letters.
0: I did the agenda.
3: Yes, we had the the agenda. And so we like had a plan because we were going to talk about some squishy, soft things, taking the, you know, the 5S tool and applying it to personal relationships. And so it was going to be soft and squishy. So like we were, our plan was we have to make sure we continue to tie it back to construction. And the, and the tools and the work and how we have to make sure if we don't tie it back to it. We're going to lose everybody, even though it's soft and squishy. And so then that first time we were like, okay, bring it back. And how does this apply to the daily huddle? And I mean, we were doing it and all the feedback, all the response was like, just stop talking about that work stuff. Like we want to know about the stuff outside the gate. We want to know more about like how, how people are dealing with things, you know, when they go home with their families and the struggles and the addictions and all those things. And we're just like, what the heck? That wasn't any part of this plan. And so again, we learned, we listened, took the feedback and then started leaning into that. And then literally that is what everything that has happened from, from that. Yeah.
1: 100%. That's when I, when I started the Substack. I had a whole intention of like, that was good. I was going to try to build a kind of community on that. Right. And then I found, and I even had people sort of—I had prepped. I'm like, "Hey, I'm gonna go write this thing, and can you leave a comment? And try to get a communication or a conversation going in the in the comments there. I want to kind of build a community around this thing." And even the people I had primed, like, yeah, "Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm all in. I'll do this. I love this. This is cool." None of them left we a know, comment. We know those people. We know a lot of
3: those people.
1: <laughs> and so then I realized, like, then I kind of had a pivot. I pivoted a few times throughout the thing, but I realized like the community was sort of being built more on LinkedIn. And so I would basically write the newsletter I'd send it out. And then I would go post on LinkedIn. I think it's kind of what helped grow too. But I'd go post on LinkedIn and be like, hey, I just sent out number 10 or whatever it was at the time. Here's what it's about. Go check it out if you want to. And people would post on there and be like, hey, I loved it. I love this part. The meme was hilarious and blah, 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 blah. And so then I was like, okay, well, that's where the community is kind of being built sort of. And, um, and, man, it's just I've met so many cool people through it, so many yeah. cool people in Jess. and. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm very thankful I've met Jess. And then Jess is like introduced me to Jen and all kinds of other people, and like it's just been it's been cool. I met Chris Gutsky's through Jess, and yes. that that guy we got to get him on here. He's an elevator guy, he's more of a diva than Kyle being an electrician. <laughs> um, truth, <True. laughs> no, 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 but no there's no bigger to be heard. Let's Let's be clear on that. I would put money on the like on the elevator guy over the electrician.
2: <laughs> hey, I've wor- I've worked with them. I've seen it and yeah, you
1: <laughs> But now it's been just like just the networking connection. And it's all because I put myself out there. Yes. And all because I started being vulnerable and saying stuff and I think I told just this. But like when I first started the newsletter, like I I kind of I, I went and I found Substack and it was free. And I said, "Sweet, it's free." Uh, so I went and signed up and I didn't even know how to use it. But like I put out a LinkedIn post, I had like no followers. It was just like people from work and stuff like that. But I um, basically put out a thing that said, hey, I'm going to start this newsletter thing. I'm going to send the first one out next week. If you're interested, go sign up. When I hit send on that or post on that, like that was probably the scariest I've been in my life of like <laughs> it was. It was terrifying. I know. And it was just like, man, like, who am I? Like, why does anybody care what I have to do? Like complete imposter syndrome and like i didn't tell hell i didn't tell my wife i didn't tell anybody at work i didn't tell my boss you know whatever i was like they were gonna shut this down before i even started kind of thing right but like the president of our company like shared my post and was like hey go follow matt and go sign up for what he's doing this is cool and i was like all right okay well i thought you're gonna you know i didn't know it might get shut down i didn't know um but just it was just the starting right and then it's just just been and now i don't I'm kind of over that imposter syndrome and over what people think and care because I'm getting enough positive feedback that the negative feedback, I don't, don't worry about that stuff, but it's just, it's just that. It's just doing the damn thing and getting started.
3: That's it. We call it ripples of impact. That's that's, we reference that. That is what it is because people can get so caught up on the likes and the shares and the followers. And that is great. But I'm going to tell you, I don't care who you are. If you have 10,000 followers, if you have, 5,000 likes, you don't know all of those people. (laughs) You just don't like you may have had some connection somewhere, but you don't know how, what you're doing is impacting their lives. You have no idea. And we realize that's one of Jesse's things that bothers him. Is like, I want to know everything that impacts everybody that I do. And so, but Jesse, you have a story. And we talk about this early on in um, how you, how you presented to a group of parents and then the impact of uh, one of those parents that came back and said how you were talking to her son, I think you were, mm-hmm. and then how that you didn't realize how much that meant to her when you were talking about your brother.
0: Yeah, you I agree. Story? Yes, you, I do have that story. Can you share it? Oh. <laughs>
3: <It's> such, <laughs> such an ass. Well, <laughs> it's in the
0: book. Let me tell you, no, I'm joking. it is in the book, but it, so it was in the, in the new book, in the new book, my second, second first, first book. book. So
1: before you tell the story, tell us about the book. I wanted to talk about this.
0: Yeah, the book, the title of the book is Becoming the Promise You Are Intended to Be. Uh, And it's a collection of 20 stories of my, like my real life stories from when I was a kid all the way up into recent times. Um, And it's like hurtful, traumatic stuff that I experienced, major disappointment, um, wicked, selfish things that I did anything and all of the above what i learned from those experiences and how i apply them today in my thinking right like a lot of the thinking i have is because a lot of dumb shit that i did like straight up and i and there's a lot <laughs> um, and that's only 20 stories anyhow but this so the story that jen's talking about is a like that it can almost be like the the biggest significant turning point in my life that led me here right um and so i went to speak at a i was a keynote speaker at a school like my local school district sisd here in san antonio Mm -hmm. or back home in san antonio uh and i was speaking to a group of parents about it was like 300 parents um about my involvement with my little brother and his academic career and I did my thing. I loved it because I was getting, I was center of attention. So hell yeah, sign me up. I'm, I'm down, right? Do the thing done um, over with. Then I get invited back later for this other group it was a parent group where they were helping parents learn how, learn how to and practice advocating for the students. Because I grew up Title I school district, low income. Like, we don't go talk to teachers, You don't go talk to the principal. They're educated. You just listen to them, right? What ends up happening is your child can get ignored and put off into the corner if you don't get involved. But because of my community or culture, et cetera, that's a very abnormal thing. So this program was designed to, to help us build those skills. This was the second cohort and they were doing presentations and I was invited since I had been through the first cohort. To be a judge and and give them feedback on their presentations, and so the final question they asked was, "Have you been involved in your child's academic career, why or why not?" And so you know, each group gave their answer. And there was one mother, man, this is awesome. She says, "No, I have not. My first kid." I believed them. I stayed out of your business. I didn't get all up in there. Like just kind of let them do what they wanted. And they're at home on the couch in trouble with the law. And then she says, and I saw you. And she points right at me. I saw you speak at the parent summit. And I heard about your story with your little brother and I decided that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to take no for an answer. I'm not. I am going to the school. I'm meeting all the teachers. I'm never going to wear. I will not wear a college shirt unless it's the college that it's my kid, the school that she's going to, and it's because of you. And even now, like I get, it, it brings a lot of emotion. Um, in the moment I was, I was in, I lost it. I was in tears. Like, Oh my God, that was awesome. So I'm driving home and I'm like, what the hell just happened? And um, I've sent at home, I'm on my hammock and Maddie. I was dating Maddie at the time. She calls how to go. <laughs> and I'm like, it was awesome, but something happened. And she's like, oh shit. And I'm like, yeah. And what, here's what happened. Like, that was awesome. Right. There's a beautiful story. It'll be in the movie. Uh, But what happened was I all of a sudden realized live that I could impact people in such a way. She was a mother. I'm a brother, like, you know, (laughs) and change the way they decide to live going forward. And I also what was also true, there was no freaking way I was gonna be able to do that again doing the job I had at the time. So that was the old shit, like, oh, you're gonna quit your job. I'm like, well, yeah, but not right now, (laughs) because I need to figure that out. And so that point was like a huge, huge shift. I'm like, wait a minute, now I need to start changing things so that. How do I get free from this job that's consuming all my time and energy so that I can go and serve people in this really deep and meaningful way that I just discovered I could do? And I need more of that. And that's you know from that point, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that are in the book. There's those, a lot of those stories are in the book, but it was a significant realization. Two parts. One, that I could impact and influence people in a deep and meaningful way. And two. I would not be able to do it if I continued living the way I was living. Right. Why why did I need that job that required 80 hours a week for me? Oh, because I was deep sea fishing every other week. I had a bunch of shiny crap. I had like my dad required me to do the job that I hated. That was keeping me away from doing the thing that fulfilled me the most and brought the most value to other people. And man, here we are. Fast forward. That that Yes. Yes. Perfect.
3: Yes, perfect. <laughs> now I'll package
2: that one. <laughs> well, that, that is such a cool story. And to me, the really cool part about it and like where the power comes from is it wasn't even necessarily like the exact message you were trying to send, right? It's just somebody listened to it. They got their own piece out of it and they took that and applied it. So you don't even know exactly the people you're reaching and how you're reaching them. That's powerful. Yes. That's the ripples of impact. Yes. Right. Like, that's
0: what happens when you share your true, real life story, as boring and mundane as it seems to you. It can transform other people. Like that's it. Awesome.
3: So
1: You're well talking about just your boring story. I mean, it just. Sometimes, you know, I think somebody needs to hear that, too, right? Because they just maybe, you know, not, you know, they know, like, projects, construction projects in general, right? There's exciting times, and there's times when they're just, you're just kind of dragging, right? But I think people sometimes need to hear that, too. Like, no, you'll get through it. Like, you'll get back to the exciting times, but just hanging there and just just sharing that alone just, like, helps somebody that's kind of going through a kind of a, a rough spot, you know, through their career and stuff. So, yeah.
0: i mean just, it's the value of discovering that I'm not alone. yeah, I'm not like this chronically unique, delicate creature. Right? Like, oh. You're not? Well, I am, but (laughs) uh, special. Um, But, you know, like it's not the, well, how do I say this? Like the lack of experience, I'm I'm sorry, the lack of excitement uh, or accolades and uh, all that crap is not, an indicator of a deficiency in a human being it's part of being human being right like if i'm suffering it's because i'm human not because i suck if i'm learning and it hurts it's because i'm human not because i'm dumb if i'm lonely it's because i'm human not because of my bo right like but i think what we do is with we're having the natural human experience we internalize that outcome as being due to a defect that only I have, which is not true. It's because I'm human, right? It's so, imposter syndrome. <laughs> Do I have imposter syndrome because I'm an imposter? Yes, because I'm creating a universe that does not exist. And I got to freaking pretend like it does. I'm an imposter. I'm not the only one. I'm not alone in that. Right. But we, it, it, it's easy for me to think I am not enough because I'm not Matt, because I'm not Kyle, because I don't have the credentials. I don't have the degree. I don't have the pedigree that Jen had. Like, I don't, there's a lot of crap I don't have, but there's a whole lot of crap that I do have. And you know what, those is also true? It's the same for y'all. So that chronic kind of uniqueness, it, it's a trap, man. Like it really is a trap, except for me. Like I'm different.
1: I'll just say I haven't bought your book yet, the one that's coming out this weekend, mostly because I don't need another book on my desk I haven't read yet. They're all stacking up, and I can't have another question from my wife. Like, are you going to read these? or What are you doing? Um, but I will say on Amazon that they, they you can like – I read the first chapter, of the first preview. Like, man, you do get vulnerable in there.
0: Real quick. Real
1: quick.
3: It's raw. It's raw. Yeah, ask her. She's ready. Yeah. It's, it's like there's things that people will question and they'll like, hey, wait a minute. I mean, even Jesse, I think, has had some people that are like, hey, are you, you're you putting a lot out there for it. You got, you got to get business. You still have to have, make money. And no, it's raw.
1: Yeah. It's like the first three pages Amazon gives you for free or whatever. I was just like, wow. wow man. <laughs> but no, it's good. I mean, like you were saying, like, you don't have the pedigree. don't have the degree. don't this thing. But you have all these life experiences, which you yeah. can share to help somebody else that may be going down the same path or going down and say, Hey man, I've been down that way. You don't want to go that way. Let me help you go this way. And like, you're sharing that. So that's such a gift. So yeah. well,
3: it's a trap. We all get into it. I mean, like I, I showed up that way for a long time because I didn't have a construction degree. Mm-hmm. Like, so, I mean, like literally I felt every day, I was trying to prove myself as to why they needed to listen. And why I had something to say that was important. Like I showed up that way a lot for a long time until I realized like, because I'm not, don't have a construction degree. I'm not in this mold and this model that a lot of the people around me are. And so my perspective and the things that I can bring and my superpowers are things that, that they don't have. (laughs) And so as soon as, Jesse helped me uncover those and own them. And then now when I walk into the room, I am no less than any person in that room. And it's when you can get to that point, like what you're, the impact you're able to have and the way that you can show up and how you can help other people, it's just exponential.
1: I got it. Go
2: so Jen, how did you kind of get into this? You know, when did you have your your moment, if you will, your call? I mean, when did you decide, you know what, I got to put some effort to this and I got to make this happen? What was that like for you?
3: So I've been with Robinson Martin for 20, this year will be 20 years. And so 20 years ago, I was before that, I was a teacher and a coach and then like had fun, enjoyed it, but realized like that was not going to be a career for me. And so I just went out looking and like I, I had no experience with construction, got into construction. Robbins and Morton gave me an opportunity and then kind of let me go. And, and I just went all over the place. But about sh- almost eight years ago, Robbins and Morton um, kind of started down their lean journey because of some projects and things like that. And then we found, hey, we, there's a better way to, to do things. So we're going to get a group of people together. And I wasn't even in that initial group. But there were some, you know, a group of a lot of field people uh, got together and then they kind of launched, you know, this initiative within Robbins and Morton. And I got invited to come and sit um, into an onboarding and it was on a job site and we had, you know, all of our trades in there and we had people up in the front of the room talking about collaboration, continuous improvement, creating a learning culture and leadership development in front of a trailer with all field people talking about those four things, and I'm in the back of the room going, "What the heck are they talking about?" Because you know I spent so much time learning all the nuts and bolts and all the things about construction because I wanted to be validated and have credibility. And there, they're up there talking about things, and so they kept. We started having this engagement, and I'm like, "I don't even know what this is, but this is my, the purpose of why I exist." <laughs> and and it, and it was just again a spark. And then for four years, I did my job. And then I also learned everything I could about not just lean and the tools, but like the, the respect for people and the value of what that could do to eliminate waste, to you know, help with production, to like, help us with how we treat people. And what does that look like and be more efficient? Like I just dug into asking questions and, and learning about it. And then you know was gifted with an opportunity to be able to lead that. And like right now I walk into a room and like, I'm the one leading that in a, you know, $2.5 billion construction company. Like how did that happen? And it was just because a spark got lit and I didn't just go, Oh, that's nice. That sounds interesting. Let me go back and do my job. I'm like, Oh no, no, no. (laughs) You had opened this door and now something different is going to happen. I don't know what it is. And at that point it didn't exist and didn't exist for four years. And I just kept doing it and everything else. You know sometimes you gotta hustle i'm just going to tell you sometimes you gotta hustle <laughs> it is what it is and then you know an opportunity came up and i said hey i think this is what we need and i think this is what i need to do and they agreed and then that's what i've been doing for the last four years
2: i love that and, and i'll just go really shortly here matt and you can, you can talk. but um my my experience is kind of similar i mean it came from the field but the, i'm going to say the similar part kind of with your story and your situation my journey started from somebody that's not even in construction um, I was I was on a construction project and I, I had this idea. Um, the project was going terribly. I got brought in halfway through; it was a complete disaster. And I mean, the, the GC was running the site; they had complete control over everything. I mean, it was just it was tense. You walk into meetings, everybody's pissed off. I don't have to say a word. One of those kind of jobs. And so I get brought in this thing; it's a, it's a mess. Trying to think of how how in the hell am I going to make anything come out of this and get out of this job unscathed? It was a new client for me too, because I'm like, oh geez, I got to make something happen here. The best idea I had was to take to take our drawings and put a piece of plexiglass them and have all and have all the contractors with, with dry erase markers. All right, guys, where are you, where are you going to work and what do you do? Let's have a discussion. At the time, I didn't even know that was a daily life. But one day the project manager, actually the director of the project managers, is walking the job site with me, he comes into the trailer, sees that, and he's like, oh, that's kind of cool, is that yours? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, so they come up with it. He's like, oh, that's like your lean construction thing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. And I had to look it up later, I, I had no idea. And so that, and that, that got me interested. I was like, well, that's kind of a cool thing. And then I was just hooked, been hooked ever since, I can't get enough of it. But the idea came from somebody who's not even in construction. I mean, I love that. Nice.
1: All it takes is a little seed to get you going, huh? That's it.
2: That's it.
1: Yeah. So, Jen, I got I to gotta ask because you kind of touched on this a second ago. You were talking about when you – you said you were a coach, a teacher and a coach. You're talking about like like high school coach and teacher? Huh? Okay. And you came over to construction. You kind of felt an imposter because you didn't belong or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I see like, – I just want to like – say this to all the women in the industry, because I see so many women in the industry and I've never said this out loud, so I am gonna have to go edit this out, but that like they come into the industry and they feel like they got to prove themselves so hard. It's almost awkward at times, right? They're like, just, just be yourself. Just, just, just do it, you know? And it's like almost, they're like doing themselves a disservice because they're working too hard. It's like, you know, that uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall clip where he says, do less, do less. I just want to say like, just do less. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but I just see it like time and time again. Like women feel like they've got to really overprove themselves. And and I'm sitting there just like, no, just be yourself. Like, I don't know.
3: You're no hundred percent. And we have more than just one book to talk about, just so you know. Oh yeah. And so we have actually I have a story in the book that Jesse and I co-wrote. And so we took the five S uh, love letters that he had, and then we did live streams, and then we had some feedback. I'm like, hey, it'd be great to have like a little cheat sheet of all the little cool takeaways. And then as Jesse dove into that and realized really quick he was not going to put the time into that, then we uh, started. Then he made, you know, he decided, hey, why don't why don't we do a book? And we're like, oh, okay. So anyway, <laughs> we uh, we co-wrote a book, Lean in Love, and it um talks about kind of it takes all the conversations from the from the live stream and then some other, you know, copy that we put in there, but there's a story in there that I talk about on it and how it can be detrimental almost for women to show up that way. And so it's a story about a woman in my space that would come in and because she felt like she had to prove herself and had to come in real big and bold because I got to make sure they respect me. She turned off all the other women and they just they just like, why does she have to come in like that? Because we respect her. We value her. But it all—and then it—and it ended up hurting those relationships while she was trying to prove herself in a space that there may have been other men that, that was like, she doesn't need to do that. We value her. But the default is I've got to come in and I've got to show them that I'm credible and I've got to show them that they need to respect me. And and I'm going to tell you from a woman that's been in this industry for, for 20 years, respect is earned. And I'm not saying, you know, you know, people don't need to respect you from the get go, but like respect is earned. And so if you come in and you show up and you do the work and you do the things that you're supposed to do and you're building those relationships and, you know, and you're creating an environment of trust and authenticity and things like that, it will come. Now, again, that's not, we don't have a perfect industry. We know there's going to be things that people have different mindsets. But if you show up every time with your armor and I'm going to come in and I'm going to make sure, I, you know, I, to let everybody know that I, that I deserve this, you're going to push more people away than you are going to get them to go, oh, yeah, I, you know, she, she's, she, I, I believe her because of how she's showing up. It's just, there's just less people that are going to buy into it because of that. Now,
0: may I add to that? Please. There's, there's a couple of things that I think are, are really, really important. One is yes, right? There are some women that show up and it's like, oh my God. But it is a response to the conditions that they've worked in. Absolutely. And and so what I want to add, like that's that's just a fact. Yeah. For folks like Matt, you and I, Kyle, I think we will probably all demonstrate appropriate respect for ladies on the job. To assume that all dudes out there do the same thing is a mistake. That is true. Right? That's very true. And and so we it we need to be cautious in not projecting out and giving people undue credit. Because there was a time in my career when I saw a woman on site and she had to be the secretary. Because there's what else would she be doing? Like my brain, and it happened actually. Uh, I was talking to and she was... Like bossing me, and I'm, I get a call from the office, like, Hey, why were you rude to so and so? I was like, I don't know why she's pushing me for my plan. Like, why would the secretary be jumping my ass about my plan? <laughs> then my, my project manager said, Stupid. That's the project executive, like, mind blown. I like the, my ignorance. I'm not the only ignorant fool out there. There's <laughs> my point. There's a bunch of men out there that just are still back there. So we're creating that situation. Very, very important. So how do we help that? There was uh, Women Talk Construction. Christy mm-hmm. and Angela just had a post about male allies or being a male ally, uh, this, this type of messaging. We have to, we have to stand up and be vocal about what appropriate behavior is in terms of women and inclusion and all those things. Now, the other side, the other thing I want to add is it's not only women that show up that bring that type of air, the off-putting air. It's also the the tots, the youngsters that have just got out of university and entered the construction space. As a trade partner, you know how many times I experienced that? Like the fool, the taco boy, all of a sudden got promoted to APM. And he's freaking Genghis Khan all of a sudden. Like I've seen that happen many, many, many times. And and for I, what I think it is, we're overcompensating because of our lack of experience, because of the body of work that we don't have. Mm -hmm. And, and, and this takes us all the way back to where you started, Matt. Like, if you just say, I don't know can you show me, can you teach me, you're going to get way further than being a damn poser. That's it.
1: I, I think it's true. And I think, I mean, Jen said it, you know, respect is earned. And I mean, I, I'm a white male, like, so I've quote got it made right. Especially, you know, the industry is full of white males, you know? So, but how many times I've been called college boy and it's not nearly the same as like thinking all women should be a secretary. I get it. But like still, like you've got to, you've got to earn your spot, but you got to do it the right way. You yes. can't come in there. And I mean, I've, I learned, you know, almost everybody's got to learn the wrong way first. Right. You got to learn that you do it wrong and then you learn, Oh, don't do that again. So I had to learn like, it's probably not a good idea to send emails at 10 o'clock at night after I've been drinking whiskey. Like that's not a good idea. And especially when you're kind of in an email battle with somebody. Like, yes. so, you just you've got to sort of sometimes you got to scrape your knees before you learn to ride your bike. So, um, but I just I, I just I don't know I, I don't have anything to add other than I love I love that conversation.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah,
0: that's awesome. But and maybe another thing for people to think about, right? Is there's a lot of role models. and here's like the super special thing. Back to kind of the community that we've all discovered within each other's community of creators. I mean, Matt, you were the first one to point it out the number of construction LinkedIn profiles was like 200 some odd thousand and the percentage that are actually active.
1: I Yeah, I stole that from David Horesh from 4M Analytics. But he, he did the research kind of through LinkedIn's ad profile, whatever, but I forget the numbers now. It's been a while, but it was like, there's like 450 million people that are in construction, however they classify in construction on LinkedIn. And then it was like, I forget the numbers, but it ended up being like 0.0004% are quote active on LinkedIn. Whatever active means, like once a month, once a week, whatever it is, right? But like,
0: yeah. Well, uh, Jen and I were having this conversation with Jared. Is like, if you're looking for examples, people that demonstrate the behavior that our industry needs, all of the hyperactive people on LinkedIn, like us, Jason, Jason Schroeder, Adam Hoots, Felipe, like all of these people, Spencer Easton, I mean, Christy, Angela, like we could just keep naming them, right? There's a there's a core, I'll say there's like this core group that if you want to see what it looks like, recommend somebody to LinkedIn, recommend them, lead them to Construction Yeti, lead them to CM Mentors, lead them to Jennifer Lacey, there are resources and models out there right now that we can guide people to.
3: That's, I that's else. a great
2: way to put it. And, and I mean, all, all I can add here to finish things out for, for me is just that, I mean, I don't think any of us here on this call, most people in this group would turn people away. People come to us, ask questions, ask for help. We're all open. I mean, do it all the time and, and I enjoy doing it too. So. Yeah.
1: I feel bad whenever I don't get back to somebody fast enough. So a, I got <laughs> yes. flooded like I had that one post that went viral or whatever and, and then I got flooded with messages, which I was happy to help everybody, but then I lost some of them got lost in the shuffle and I was scrolling back and it was like been a week and a half and I hadn't responded I was like, oh crap man, I wanted to get back to you and I just didn't. Yeah. Um, but, so I want to. so how can people find you guys? I know you are everywhere, but
3: how can people find y'all?: um, For me, LinkedIn's the best the easiest way. Um, and I mean, if you go there and you find me and you DM me, I, I can. I'll send you my email. I'll send you if we need to connect anywhere outside of that. But LinkedIn's usually the best place.
0: Yeah, I'm old school. You'll find my number in the porta potty or the bathroom
1: wall. <laughs> no. I ride it on every porta potty I go in out here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Call this number. Now. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm also
0: most active on LinkedIn. Uh, but you can also get me through my website depthbuilder.com and all the stuff, the books, book one, book two, blog, all, all the junk. It's it's available there. TikTok. Um,
3: you can find us on No BS with Jen and Jess too, because oh yeah, then thing. you can find us both together. Every is that every other Saturday? Every other yes, Saturday. coming up this Saturday. This Saturday. We, we got
0: have a
3: Saturday morning, seven thirty no, sorry, eight, eight o'clock central in the morning, every other Saturday morning.
1: Awesome. I'll put all the links into the show notes and stuff. But I got to say, congratulations, Jess. You got a big, this by the time this thing airs, next, it goes live next Tuesday. It'll be last weekend, is yes. you would have had a big book party. So yes. I hope you're live streaming
0: the book party tomorrow.
1: So by the time this thing goes live, can they watch the book party replay? Yes. <laughs> That's what I
3: meant.
0: Thank
1: you. <laughs> I'm talking about the future about last weekend. Oh, yes. <laughs> so anyway, I'll have all the notes in there. But uh we've kinda run over an hour here and I know y'all gotta go get on stage. So um got jump from one party to the next party. So I'll see y'all later. Thank you awesome. so much.
2: Yeah, thanks so much. Let's see us again.
1: Y'all yes.
3: are awesome. <laughs>